Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Good morning, good morning, everybody. It's 909 WTIC News Talk 1080. Wilmroddy Show, your host, Wilmroddy, still with a slightly diminished voice. Talked a lot last night. <laughs> Matt Sorois, our master of ceremonies. And uh, and you and you guys, our beloved audience. Um, excuse me. Well, uh, let me say this. <laughs> Um, last night has changed. Nothing has changed in life when you think about it, right? Um, my life hasn't changed at all. Still the same. I'm still enjoying the same good life, the blessings of God. Um, I, I feel disappointed for the people that put so much time, energy, money into campaigns and, and were not successful. But um, but really, you know, it is what it is. And, and I, I've gotten a lot of emails from, from you guys this morning, messages on uh, Instagram. People are very depressed. And, you know, and all I can say is keep your head up. Keep a smile on your face. Uh, the sun's still shining. God's still on the throne. Yeah, it was a disappointing uh, night last night, to be sure. Um. I I kind of felt like we were in trouble. I say we conservatives, Republicans, kind of felt like we were in trouble when uh, they called the Blumenthal Levy race at eight oh six. That was a, perhaps was a bad omen. Uh, we were all together last night, Brian, uh, Todd, Tom, myself. Um, it was painful that the returns were coming in so slowly. Uh, it was very hard to understand why, you know, districts in Connecticut, 
well, less than 1% reporting, at, you know, 9 o'clock at night. It was hard to figure that out. But, at, you know, at the end of the you know, at the end of the night, it was pretty clear, and certainly this morning, it's pretty clear what was going on. Still holding out hope for for George Logan. I mean, that would be the <clears throat> that certainly would be the the only consolation uh, to see George Logan having won the fifth district. But you know, he's behind right now. It's hard to say. Um, nationally, big surprise. Uh, everybody. Everybody, Democrats included, were predicting this this red wave that was going to sweep the country, and and it never it never uh, it never materialized. <clears throat> I mean, it looks like uh, it looks like they're going to take the House by by some margin. Uh, the Senate's up for grabs. Um, you know, it just it, it seemed as as the evening progressed last night. The writing was on the wall that, that someone had had missed it somewhere. Very similar to 2016, where you know they were predicting Hillary was going to take the whole thing, Trump may not win a state, you know, la la, and, and of course, just completely wrong. So I, I mean, I, I don't know what you say about polls, the accuracy of polls. Um, I mean, not only was it. Was it not a red wave? I mean, it wasn't even a here in Connecticut. It never even made made it to Ripple. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's it is. I, I think there's several reasons um, why last night happened the way it did. But uh, I, I'm going to hold hold my thoughts for a little bit because I want to hear from you guys. So we're already blown past 9-11, so let's take a moment <laughs> and gather our thoughts, shall we? Heavenly Father, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, thank you for another day of life. Thank you for another day to enjoy your creation. Thank you, God, for all the blessings in life. Thank you for our family, our friends. Thank you for our homes, our jobs. We have uh, cars to drive and, and, and food to eat and all the basic things we need you provide for us. We're grateful for... Uh, uh, people who make the decision to serve and uh, protect and defend, whether they're our first responders, or law enforcement, fire, uh, certainly men and women in our armed forces, we're grateful for that. And we're thankful, God. We're thankful that we have liberty and freedom in this country, that we can, we, we the people, we the people make these decisions and, and last night, yesterday, last night, around the country, people have spoken. We don't have tanks in the streets. We don't have mass rioting. We don't have assassinations going on. Uh, it, it just It's just how it happens. And so we're grateful for that, Lord. And I, I want to pray that you'd help people who are dis, uh, feeling discouraged today, depressed, disenfranchised. Uh, hey, nothing's changed. We're still here. Everything's still good. We're disappointed that our candidates didn't win. We're disappointed that particularly people that work so hard, work so hard, put so much time, energy, labor, effort, prayer, money into it, and, and came up short. Pray that you comfort them today. It's a hard loss for a lot of folks. But for most of us, it's it's another day. We're going to move on another day. 
And we thank you, God, for being good to us. And we thank you for still allowing us to be called uh, not only your children, but citizens of this country. So help us today. Give us wisdom, guidance, and we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I get an amen out there? You may submit your amen. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, same handle, all four accounts, at Wilmerati. You may email me at Wilmerati at yahoo.com. Um, you know, I, again, I politics for me is a hobby. I've told you this before. Uh, it's important, certainly. You 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 want to you want to have some faith in the people that are making decisions, but um, it, it's not it's not the end of everything. It's an aspect of life, and uh, you know I think when when something like this disappointing you gotta you gotta think positive thoughts you gotta you gotta reflect on good things things that are true things that are right things that are honorable things that are praiseworthy those are the things that you want to focus on in disappointment i mean i i'm not i'm not going to pretend to say you know gee uh i i put years of this of my life into this and i put money and effort and all this and and you're not going to be disappointed of course you can be disappointed but but life life is still good, life is still okay. Now I think we have to figure out. I I, I think there has to be a, a a come a reckoning moment. I think I think we have to come to understand some some uh, some truth about what happened. Why why did last night? Why did yesterday happen? In spite of the red wave predictions, in spite of the really uh, hopeful feelings we had for people like, you know, George Logan, Bob Stefanowski. Uh, what, what happened? What, what, and, and why did it happen? There, there's reasons for it. And I want to hear that from you today. We're having a little problem with our, our call screen here not working, but we'll, uh, we'll, have, it up, um, we'll have it up in a moment. Uh, we're going to have John Rowland on 935. I asked John to come on because, man, I'll tell you, I don't know if anybody understands politics, the science of politics, better than former Governor John Rowland. And I asked him to come on to kind of do a debrief here, get his thoughts. I mean, he was the youngest uh, Connecticut person elected to Congress. He was the, the last three-time elected governor and and the only one in the, in in modern history, and so he's got a lot of wisdom. He's got a, a lot of understanding, and so he's going to be on at nine thirty five to share uh, share his thoughts and and uh, maybe give us some some ideas for the future. All right, we're going to take a break. A couple commercials. We'll come back. We'll open the phone lines eight six zero five two two nine eight four two here on the. I am not discouraged. I am ever hopeful. Wednesday edition of the Will Marotti Show. We'll be right back. Back to the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back. 860-522-9842. We'll take calls for a few minutes. We've got John Rowland at 935, and then pretty sure we'll do calls for the rest of the uh, rest of the show. Uh, let's see. Let's go to uh, uh, 
um, Mike in Canton. Mike, welcome to the show. First call of the day, Eagle River's our sponsor, the roofing partner you can trust. Morning, Pastor. Morning. Well, uh, I'm not surprised by Connecticut. We're a blue state. It is yeah. what it is. But I have to say nationwide, I'm colossally disappointed. Yeah. I am a – I've been registered unaffiliated since I was 18. I'm 58. Uh, but I voted right down the Republican ticket. And I think the message is crystal clear. I don't think the Republicans need to overthink this one. Um, I, I just think they need to distance themselves from Donald Trump. Yeah. At the end, at the end of the day, listen, we all hit a home run during his his tenure as president. In the last year and a half, I've lost almost twenty six thousand dollars of that home run, and everybody's in the same boat as yeah. me. But at the end of the day, Pastor, we want somebody with some semblance of presidential decorum. Yeah. And and the the longer we have this person stumping for us in the face of the and I'm gonna say our party, even though I'm a, a, an unaffiliated. Sure. Sure. The world. Certainly, this civilized society in this nation demands some semblance of decorum, and he is a—he's an immature, sophomore buffoon. And we all love his policies, and yeah, I love right. the man's brain. Yeah. But but at the end of the day, he's he's an anchor. Yeah. He is just well, an anchor. a lot of people and, and are it, saying that this morning, Mike. I've read it. I watched it on TV. I've seen comments. It. For God's sake, don't overthink it. The listeners yeah. analyze the crap out of this thing like the Democrats did four years ago. Don't overthink it. Well, you know, how many we times need to distance ourselves? We need to really, I mean, we re- need to just denounce his his way and we would do ourselves and our party greater good and our nation greater good if we denounced that and went ahead with his policies. But distance yourself from the person. The mm-hmm. person is just a toxic anger. Well, how many times I hear Republicans say, oh, Trump's not on the ballot. Trump's not on the ballot. You know what? He was on the ballot. He most certainly was on the ballot. And I got to tell you. He was the he was the death blow. He's a death knell, yeah. and, and I hate to say it because listen, well, me, you, we all made a killing during his, his presidency. Great. I, I mean, I voted for him twice, and yeah, you know what? yeah, right on, but right on. But sometimes the the there's day, just a, a time to close the chapter and move on. Yeah, the scars are too deep. That's yeah. that's my point. Oh, too is that don't overthink yeah. it. They're going to analyze the crap out of this thing, but they need to do the bold thing. What's right isn't always popular. What's popular isn't always right. Yeah. Somebody in that political, somebody in the the Republican Party needs to take a stand here and say, "Listen, we're going the rest of this cruise on our own." Thank you yeah. very much, sir, yeah. for your service. We're out. Yeah, Mike. I think I think a lot of people agree with you this morning. I yeah. think there's a real it. strong sentiment. I'll tell you what disappointed me. I had heard for a long time, probably six weeks, that. Trump was going to announce on November 14th that he was going to run. What bothered me is the other night at the rally, he makes this, oh, I'm going to make a very important announcement on the 15th. That wasn't necessary. And and to do it right before the election was very selfish and self-serving. And I don't think it helped Republican candidates at all. In fact, if you look down the list, very few of the Trump-endorsed folks won. J.D. Vance did, can't take it away. J.D. Vance did a great job. But very few of the Trump-endorsed people are going to end up winning after this. And I think we should we should pay attention to that. Let's go to uh, Tom and Avon. Tom, welcome to the show. Okay. Uh, obviously, I'm disappointed. One of the things that gets me, that at least two states, they voted strongly for a governor, a Republican governor, and then didn't vote or voted or did not vote for the Republican 
senator, senator whatever, yeah. which yeah. blows my mind. And, and the way I see that is I'm going to save the state, but I'm going to destroy the country. Uh, what amounts to as far as Trump, uh, I don't think he's going to run now. And uh, I think he would have run if there was a uh, way, but I doubt if he's going to going to run. I don't think his ego will keep him from not running. They, uh, he's too driven they were by hovering his ego. on uh, DeSantis in Florida uh, two more years, two more years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they're happy if he wants to run for president. And uh, I think uh, I think pres- President Trump should support him. Well, I mean, I think that's a great national model. They flipped Miami-Dade County, historically Democrat, and they flipped it Republican last night. I mean, what was done in Florida last night was really something to marvel at. It was amazing how how incredibly comprehensive the Florida victory was last night. And uh, and, and I think we we can learn some lessons there. Thank you, Tom. Let's go to... uh, East Hartford and Gail. Gail, welcome to the show. Hi. Um, um, of course, I'm very upset about what happened. And I just wanted to say I vote in East Hartford on the south end at the Hockenham. I went there at 1130. There was a good line. Mm-hmm. And they were standing in line. And then what happened is the machines went down. Yeah. So what they told the people is take them and put them in this box, and we'll carry them. So I went back about 2 o'clock to make my vote. I asked if the machines were right. They said, okay. I asked where those votes were. And the woman in charge said, oh, she was going to take them over. I think this is the second time that I have an experience at that school. Yeah. I think it was rigged, and I think that they shouldn't give up. They should investigate this. Well, I think there's a lot of irregularities. We were voting yesterday afternoon, and I have to tell you, I got nervous for a minute. My son went ahead of me. He put his ballot in, and and the machine kicked the ballot out. And I'm like, oh, here we go. But then he just all he had to do was turn it over. It took his ballot, took my ballot. So, so we were good. Well, I think it ought to be investigated. (laughs) I can't believe that the people that live in this state of Connecticut would want this same governor again who's going to jack our taxes way up again. Well, they, they did. They, ele- they elected I don't know where God is, but I don't think he's listening to all my prayers that I said. Oh, of course Thank he you. is. Of course he is. It's just that God's not into politics. you got you got to be, be settled on that, Gail. Thank you. Let's go one more. Do we have time for No, we don't. All right, Steve and Lori, if you'll hang on there. Ben, I, I can't get a hold of Ben, uh, 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 Matt. It, it's, it won't let me pick him up. I'll take a couple of your calls before we go to John Rowland at 935. So stay with us. We'll be right Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12th precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, welcome back. Uh, 939, a lot of head scratching going on today. Uh, a lot of soul searching for folks. You know, where did we go wrong? What happened? Uh, no one I know, no one I've ever met understands politics better than former Governor John Rowland. And uh, I've got John on the line. I'm going to go to one quick call because he's been holding so long. And that's Ben and Harmonson. Ben, go ahead. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Pastor Will. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's just it's a, I've been here before, and it's just always good to have a place to go in the state <laughs> of Connecticut the day following, you know, the elections. So I'm thank you very her. much for t- everyone at TIC. I mean, really, I mean it. It's a place yeah. where we can call in and just kind of scratch our heads. You know, I have two <laughs> quick comments. The state, I, I can't understand. There was a time, and, and Governor John Rowland knows this as well. Yeah. There was a time when if the governor lost the support, of the state police and all their law enforcement in the state, it should have been a layup for Bob Stefanowski. Yeah. Where yeah. has this country gone and where has this state gone? Well, that's that should question. have been an easy one. I mean, everything else you could leave off the table. He lost the support of, yeah. of overwhelming support from the state police. Yeah. And it was just, it was that he just walked into a reelection. So where I just, that's, I guess that's the scariest part about it. And nationally, if you look to those congressional races in Texas along the border and how well the Democrats did there, I cannot understand yeah. what the messaging was. I could be wrong. Maybe maybe we did better than you think. But I think I looked down there and I said, that should have been an easy one. If they ran on the border security and what's happening down there, all those congressional districts should have been won by, by Republicans, yeah. and they weren't. Yeah. It's just a, a massive disappointment. So thank well, you Well, it is. Much. I mean, nationally and in Connecticut, particularly, but nationally, it was a, it was a massive Republican failure. And I have, I, I think I have an answer, but I don't. I want to hear from you guys, and I really want to hear. Thank you, Ben. I really thank want you. to hear from our next guest, um, youngest congressman elected from Connecticut, the only in modern era three-time elected governor, uh, John Rowland. Gov, thanks for coming on. Not so young anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Both of us, neither one. Hey, um, gosh, what happened? I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I was expecting a big Connecticut turnaround, but I was expecting at least, if not a red wave, a red ripple. But what happened? Well, I mean, uh, I think the previous caller hit the nail on the head. What was the message? Yeah, I, I, I guess maybe right? that's part I of mean, the problem. De- the definition of insanity for four elections in a row, we ran a rich businessman. 
two two times with Tom Foley and two times yeah. with Stefanowski. Yeah. So guess what? I mean, we're not connecting with the voters, and even even in the fifth district, you know, I watched the Logan race, and and I I said to people last week, I said, listen, she, jo- Johanna Hayes is going to win. She's going to win by the margin of victory of the absentee votes in Waterbury. And they said, what? What are you talking about? I said, whatever the absentee vote margin is in Waterbury, whether it's 1,000 votes or 2,000 vote margin, that's what she's going to win by. And they said, why do you, why do you say that? I said, well, it's organization and it's, and it's ground game. But it's also messaging. Well, mm-hmm. I think um, mm-hmm. we're, we, we had no generic message for all the Republicans in Connecticut. We, they were not on the same page. Nobody ran as a Republican. I mean, I couldn't figure out who was who in the various. Yeah, I mean, from the mailers, they were hiding for, it. You know, comptroller and treasurer and so forth. Nobody said Republican. Yeah. I met with a couple of, you know, various candidates across the state. I said, put Republican on there. Yeah. They said, really? I said, yeah. I said, you know, say vote for a change, vote Republican. Period. That's the message. Yeah. Um, and we we didn't do that. And so my point is that. I, you know, you've heard this a thousand times from me. There's there's two themes in a campaign, time for change or stay the course. And <clears throat> I think nationally people were willing to say, oh, you know, country's going in the wrong direction, but we're, we're doing okay in Connecticut. Well, and I made that point last night. It seems like Connecticut can weather some of these economic storms better than other parts of the country. I thought it was a big uphill battle for Bob because, hey, whether it's true or not, Lamont's very popular. You know, he's talking about budget surplus. He's talking about rainy day funds. He's talking about how well we did in COVID. All of it could be lies, but apparently people believe it because he's got a high approval rating. But you mentioned something that I've been saying for years, and I think now I probably learned it from you. I don't care if you're running for dog catcher. You have to all have a cohesive message. You have to have a theme. You move ahead with that theme. You march with that theme. You print that theme. There was no consistency among among our candidates. There was no generic message. There was no, you know, the state. Listen, the problem is we are the land of steady habits. um, And the Republicans in Connecticut, the the leadership and so forth, are content to keep whatever number of of House seats we, we have in the state legislature and the number of Senate seats we have. And on the congressional races, I mean, um, I, I never thought, I mean, I, I don't think Logan ever, uh, there was no appearances that I knew of in Waterbury and, and throughout this area. You can't give up the cities. You, you can't run for statewide office and lose by large margins in New Haven, Hartford, Bridgeport, and Waterbury. Yeah. You can't overcome those. And, yeah. and when we're now, what's, what's interesting demographic is that we're now losing the suburban areas. I mean, Stefanowski lost in his hometown of Madison. If you can't win your hometown of Madison, how can you win statewide? Yeah. I mean, I mean the, wasn't this the year, though? I, I said this early, earlier in the year. If you were going to run for anything, I don't know, dog catcher, this is your year to run. I mean, highest inflation in 40 years, highest food prices, gas prices, home heating, natural gas, shortages, no baby formula, violent crime on the rise. If you can't win with those conditions, how are you going to win at all? We're not going to have a Republican in the con- congressional delegation in our lifetime because of that that purpose. I mean, I never heard anybody talking about gas prices. And, and, you know, my wife and I, Patty and I, went out yesterday to the store, and we picked up a handful of items. We didn't even need a bag. 
and it was sixty dollars. Yeah, right. But right. you know, but where was a the messaging? B the solutions too. I I think that you know we also fail to offer solutions. Here's what I would do. Here's what I would do. I mean. Um, you know, I think if Logan, for example, talked about, hey, we need to drill, we need to do this, we need energy, you know, there, there were maybe 10 different messages, but there certainly wasn't one cohesive message. You know, I always say, even with the Stefanowski campaign, okay, they spent $30 million, all right? And, and same thing with um, Linda McMahon. She had yeah, two campaigns. <laughs> she spent $50 million in each of those campaigns. Yeah. And I asked people, what was her slogan? And, and people are uh, I don't know. I said, well, for $50 million, we should certainly know what the message is. Stefanowski, near the end, started to say it's time for change. Um, and, but but that, it was too late. It was late. too late. It was too late. He spent all of his time and money trying to get people to like him. Yeah. And that wasn't going to happen. I mean, he, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I suggested to him that he ought to just have a commercial that says, hey, if this were – a popularity contest, or if this were a personality contest, I would lose. But it's not. This is about the direction of the state. And just look right into the camera and say, this is about the direction of the state. Here are the two things or three things that are going wrong. Here are the three things that I would do to change it. Never heard that message. So, you know, it's to spend all that money and all that effort, and people at some point turn it off. I mean, I think the last two weeks of any campaign, people have just kind of locked off. But and you can't expect when the top of the ticket goes down by 10 points, you can't expect yeah. that congressional yeah. seats or state rep or House seats or Senate seats are going to are, are going to change. They're not. Not when you lose by 10 points at the yeah. top of the ticket. And, and I heard a lot of analysts say that late, late or early this morning. I, you know, I'm such a junkie. You know how I am. I stayed up all night watching this nonsense. But a lot of people said, you look at the states where governors did very well. The down ticket, even even on the congressional side, other other offices it did well. So to your point, you can't you can't you can't get cleaned up at the top of the ticket and expect the rest of the guys to do well. Guys and people girls aren't going to well. split the ticket that much. Maybe a little bit, but certainly not ten points worth. The um, honestly, I think the real loser also in this process was was Donald Trump. Um, the various candidates that he supported, certainly here in Connecticut in the Senate race. Uh, I mean, if Themis were the candidate either for Senate or for governor, mm. I think we would have had a shot at winning. Yeah, well, um, I, I was strong Stefanowski for Themis. And, and Levy, we didn't have a prayer. I took a lot of heat for that. I mean, you know, I don't think abortion really was an issue in Connecticut because uh, most of our candidates are pro-choice. So I don't think that was a – I don't think that was – I mean, Leora obviously wasn't. Or no, I mean, she had switched. She used to be and changed. But Themis was – consistently pro-choice, but I felt like, and I made the case, that I thought she had a better chance against Blumenthal, but I, I was, oh, I, I was yeah. outvoted. Or, or even, against, even against Lamont. Yeah. I mean, the definition of insanity, you know, doing the same yeah. thing over again, expecting a different result. I mean, here we are the day after the election, and I would pose the question, why would you vote for Stefanowski over Lamont? I mean, if you can't, if that's not an easy answer yeah. the day after the election, then... Yeah, the the, me the messaging and the campaign failed. Let's go back and, to Trump and, and for a minute. And it did fail. And I, again, I never, you know, there should have been generic messaging. Hey, vote Republican, vote for a change. You know, yeah. there was some point I can't remember who ran the campaign. It was, well, I think it, I think it was maybe even Trump said basically, hey. You know, what do you got to lose? Well, exactly. What do you have to lose? Right. <laughs> you know, vote for me. What do you got to lose? <laughs> you know, right. you know, kind of a desperate Hail Mary pass. But 
I no, mean, he said that. He said that to a predominantly black audience I mean, is what he said. <laughs> you know, and and it's interesting. Demographics have changed. For example, in the, yeah. in the second district, which is the eastern part of the, of the state, mm-hmm. that used to be very pro-union, very Democrat, very you know blue-collar, and and we never had a shop there. Now that area has become more Republican, mm-hmm. but now the Madisons and Fairfield County and Avon and you know Litchfield, Crazy. some of these smaller suburban towns have become more Democrat. So I mean we've we've got to do something different, and I hope. In four years, if we're serious about winning, we better have a different message and a different candidate and, and change it up a little bit. And we better go into the cities. You can't, yeah. you can't lose the four major cities by huge margins and expect to win. We're talking with former Governor John Rowland. You know, I heard a lot of Republicans rebuff and say, well, people would say, well, Trump, 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 and they went, well, Trump's not on the ballot. Trump's on the ballot. But he kind of was, wasn't he? I mean, don't you think, I, I think Trump kind of, Pulled, pulled folks down. Yeah, I think, I mean, Levy, I mean, why would you attach your wagon to Trump in Connecticut? I mean, if it, whatever polling you see, it's probably 20 to 25 points unfavorable. And for Levy to attach her wagon to Trump in Connecticut, uh, that's a fool's errand. I, I never, I didn't quite get that. Um, and, you know, and listen, I, I think Trump really, really hurt himself in the last 48 hours when he came out and started making fun of DeSantis. Yes, I agree. Um, I, that, I, I think a lot of people said, you know what, this guy is not, first, first of all, he has no grace, but this guy is not my candidate. Um, he's, he doesn't know how to treat fellow Republicans. To pull the rug out from somebody two days before the election, yeah. and DeSantis was running for re-election, mm-hmm. to take a cheap shot at him, calling him a name, um, right before his election, it was really demeaning. And, oh. and I think, I mean, I think a lot of people woke up yesterday and said, you know what, I've had it with Trump. I'm going with DeSantis. So I think Trump was a big loser uh, in this national election. I think DeSantis, uh, they picked up some uh, additional seats, I think, in Florida, down south, yeah. southern Florida. I mean, and look at Florida. So you want to have a, a national a model? Winner. Florida killed it last night. Yeah, they killed it. I mean, he, I think he's the big winner. DeSantis is the big winner. Trump was the big loser. Um, and I think... You know, we, I think Republicans get a little filled with ourselves. We think that, you know, we thought, everybody thought Biden was on the ticket. Yeah. He wasn't. I mean, yeah. the rate. How Fetterman could win in Pennsylvania oh, blows my mind. Um, it's not, it's, it's unfathomable, isn't it? The poor guy. I, 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 mean, don't, I don't get it. I, even I even pre-stroke, it. I wouldn't have voted for him. You know, I just. No, no. I mean, I, I mean, I just. If you just look at him and you say to yourself, okay, this guy's going to go to the U.S. Senate and represent my state. I mean, With a hoodie. With a hoodie on. I mean, I never saw him in anything but a hoodie with tattoos. I'm, again, perception is reality, yeah. and my perception of him is this guy doesn't look like a United States senator. But, you know, pre, pre-stroke, forget all the – we can argue about the disability. Yeah, I mean, I can get on his health, but, the I mean, the guy just wasn't that, qualified that, before the stroke. That's right. I mean, so having said all that, I mean, I think at some point the Republicans have to wake up today and say, okay, why don't we change it up a little bit? Why don't we change our message? Why don't we come up with, I know that, that McCarthy has um, uh, the House leadership. I mean, we're probably going to win the House. We're, we're going to yeah, win the House. I, I, think so. I don't know about yeah. the Senate. but So, I mean, they have this commitment to America. 
they better hit the ground running. And they, mm. Mitch McConnell really better step his game up. And these guys better really make a difference in the first 100 days. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're going to lose again in two years for the White yeah. House, regardless of who the candidate is. I was watching an interview early this morning, and it was surprising. It was a, 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 ra- a Jewish rabbi, a self-avowed Democrat, who said that he had voted for Trump. And he wanted Republicans to win because the country is so messed up. And he said, it's time. A Democrat Jewish rabbi said, it's time well, I mean, that we cut the, the, Trump loose. You know, because he's, he's weighing down the nation. He's weighing down the party. He is. I mean, listen, I love his policies. His policies are tremendous. And, and what he did in those four years was tremendous. But. I mean, people are exhausted. I mean, people are tired. They're tired of the, the finger pointing and the politics and the and the just the quarreling and the obnoxious kind of finger pointing by both sides. Yeah. And I, I just don't see the country embracing Trump to be the candidate in two years, knowing that you know it's going to be another battle. I think I don't think people want to sign up to more no. disunity. You know, no, I mean, and, and Biden, he, you know, Biden can't move his lips without telling us a lie. Yeah. And he's the one that talked about he's going to be the unifier and all that nonsense. Well, of course, that didn't happen. But no. you know what? That's over. I mean, I think people have already put him on the back shelf and now they're looking to the future. And if we don't come back with a new generation of leadership and, and a guy like DeSantis or Nikki Haley in the second spot, whatever, whatever, um, we're, we're, we don't have a prayer. I, I've been trying to support Trump. You, you know, I voted twice for Trump. I, I Again, I love Trump's policies. I, I felt like la- off mic last night we were talking about, I said, you know, I think one of the things that attracts people to Trump is he's a fighter. He's a fighter. He's, a, he's scrappy. He doesn't take anything. He never met a fight he didn't like. But I think it's the same thing, the same, the same thing that people like about Trump is the same thing that weighs, weighs him down. I think he's his own worst enemy. But I got to tell you, he lost me. When he started taking shots at DeSantis, absolutely unnecessary, childish, childish his ego, right his ego is out way out for display for everyone to see. If you want to, if you want to look at a model that could turn the country around, you look at Ron DeSantis. Yeah, and for him to start taking shots at DeSantis before his election, I, 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 I that was it. That was the last straw I, for me. I, so well, I, I think I'm no longer childish is the right word, and and. I think people have experienced this. There's nobody undecided about Trump. Everybody's decided one way or the other. And I think what he did really showed his true colors in the last 48 hours. What he did to John McCain, what he said about John McCain was unforgivable, in my opinion. How he treated the Bushes. I mean, he has no grace. He, no he no just, grace at all. It's, it's all ego and immature actions. And, and, you know, I don't think people want to sign up. I, I, you know what? It's time to put somebody with some common sense and some maturity in the White yeah. House. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think everybody's already you know, checked off the box on Biden. I think th- th- that's so over. And <laughs> Do you, Harris you think? Is over. And, and, and the good news is that, that they really don't news. have anybody on the there's bench. There's good news, John. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's nobody on the Democrat bench. I mean, well, that's true. Maybe the, the top the three candidates. Weak, right. That's a good point. <laughs> you know? And so why don't we get somebody off our bench, yeah. like DeSantis, get him out there, I think, you know, he has shown that he can be, what's the word I want to use, fearless, yeah, which is, he is probably the quality that we like most in, in he Trump. He stood up to Fauci, he stood up to everybody. 
I mean, they flipped Dade County for crying out loud. I mean, my right. Dade County went red right. last night. I mean, come on. He's a gentleman. I mean, yeah. he's a gentleman. He's, you know, well thought of. He's articulate. He served. Uh, and he's, I mean, he's got military he's experience. Guy. And um, if we don't get behind him, yeah. we divide our party in the next two years, then we're going to lose again. Right. To, to right. who knows who. Right. No, Can't I, even name the Democrat candidate for, for president. <laughs> it's certainly not going to be Biden or, or Harris, that's for sure. Uh, Hillary. Hillary's trying to come back. So, <laughs> you know, so, it's ironic. <laughs> 300 million people in the entire country, and right. this is the best we have. <laughs> the best we can do. So, last question, we're out of time. Is there hope for Connecticut, Gov? Can, can we? No. For Republicans, <laughs> no. To win? Not unless we change our message. Yeah. Not unless we recruit better candidates. Yeah. Not unless we show, you know, some some effort to get into the cities. Um, if we continue to walk away from the four major cities, we cannot win statewide. Yeah. We can't win congressional seats uh, unless we do something a little different. Um, and and, it, and it's got to be an aggressive, thoughtful message. And it's got to be the same message. I well, mean, it's be Logan, I mean, there were 10 different messages. I'm not yeah. sure what... Yeah, I, you know, I what the message I, I, was. I complained for years, but I never heard it was time for change. And you know, and, and I, you know, it's it's funny because again, as Republicans, we seem to be content with our small, small yeah. minority of yeah. House seats and Senate seats in the legislature. Well, it's fun, and, and there's no responsibility. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just kind of, you know, bump works. along and and uh, let yeah. things go in the right, you know, the, the wrong direction. And, and Lamont is a likable guy. I mean, yeah, he, that's I, I never thought he he was going to lose, or even was in was ever in. Fear. It was it was a monumental hill to climb. A nice guy who's got yeah. a favorable rating. Hey, we're we're out of time. Thank you so much for coming on. You betcha. And, uh, appreciate sharing day. wisdom. Thanks so much. All of our lives are still the same, pretty much. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Thank you. Take take care. God bless. All right, we're gonna take a break. Come back. More of your calls. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Keep your head up. Keep your smile on. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 